Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, but podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture. All while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and my kids think I'm cool, but... I haven't been really spending so much time with my kids and I feel horrible. If you guys follow me on social media, on Instagram, or even Facebook, you will know that I got a job as of June 1st, so I wasn't really home. And I had a long commute, so I had to travel every day to Copenhagen for all of June. So basically, I had to travel from my house at 6 o'clock. I was on the train and I arrived in Copenhagen at 8 o'clock. And then I'm at my office around 8.30. So it was a really long commute all of June. And I feel horrible because my kids never really saw me the entire time except in the weekends or if they were up at around 8.30 in the evening when I got back home. So it was two-hour commute to Copenhagen and two-hour commute home from Copenhagen. And that was almost every day that I went in. And I only went in every day for June is because I just started. And I wanted to meet everyone at the office and just get to know the people, my colleagues, my boss, the products, and just learn so much about with the people that work there. And then from there, I won't be going into the office every day. So if you guys are thinking that I'll be traveling to Copenhagen every day from Violet, no, I'm not. Because I only did it for the first month and then I'll I'll just be in Copenhagen uh, once or twice a week. Until I get more established and, and get more business and get my feet on the ground with my new company. And I'm, I'm super excited for it. But at the same time, my family and my friends, I haven't even really seen, seen my friends. And it's taken a toll in my family life, but also my friends because I never get to see them. And I'm on either on the train commuting and then working and then I'm just so exhausted. So yeah, uh, that was my big butt is my, I feel like my kids hate me because they don't, they didn't see me for all of June and I just felt horrible, but I survived it and I'm really happy that I have this opportunity. It's a really great job opportunity and I had to take it and I just had to do one kind of sacrifice in the month of June, but from there it should get easier. The product's really awesome. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, hitting the ground running from that and starting and if you guys are worried that i'm going to stop podcasting or stop doing my project i won't be doing that i will still keep going on my podcast and my projects with kiddily and starting that online directory for parents so that's still in the works it's just not as fast as i want it but i really got a good opportunity to work for an amazing company and i jumped on it and i also learned so much from them because they are in the web space website space and and i'm really looking forward to just working with them and hitting the ground running and working just um, with uk and us is my territory so yeah for today's episode i thought it just made sense because last episode i released on how to get a job and today's episode, it's just me, no guests. It's just me talking about uh, how I got a job in Denmark. My experience, um, I had three experiences here in Denmark before I moved to Denmark. My first job and then in my middle position when I got let go. And then now, just most recently, how I found this job. And I just I thought it would just make sense to have it more. I'm recording this at home and I'm just happy to be just recording again and talking to my listeners out there 
and giving you guys more insights and advice on, not advice, but just uh, people's experiences living in Denmark. Today will just be me talking about my experience on finding a job uh, while I was not in Denmark. So my experience while I was in Denmark and while I was not in Denmark. So before I moved to Denmark, my boyfriend at the time, husband now, in Las Vegas after traveling one year around the world tour, and I decided to go, um, I got my job back when I came back from my one year travel and they sent me to Las Vegas for a conference. And I thought that was a, a really, really fun because, you know, it was amazing that I was able to get my job back in Los Angeles when I quit a year prior to travel the world. So uh, during that time, uh, when they sent me to Vegas, I actually met my husband at the time, my husband, and we met during lunch. And from there, we dated for a year and uh, I wanted to figure out how to move to Denmark because we were talking about it on what would be make more sense on if he moved to Los Angeles or if I moved to Denmark. But my husband had a really good job. He works at the wind industry and wind industry is not that big in the U.S. And the pay isn't as high. And then the all the benefits of living in Denmark is just not available in the U.S. So at that time, I just decided that maybe I'll just, you know, look for a job. We were just dating for one year and I didn't really want to jump into a marriage right away just to see if it'll work for me to move to Denmark. So I thought the smart option for me was to get to research a company or just uh, find a job in Denmark. And it was exciting at first. I was like, woohoo, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to find a job in Denmark. How hard can it be? I'm already learning Danish online. I have a tutor. And so everything was going really, really well until I started looking up how to find a job in Denmark. And you just hear all these blogs on how hard it is to get a job in Denmark. And Denmark's like not the easiest country to move into or get a job or internationals are not treated as good there. So that was just very devastating to read when I wanted to move to Denmark. So from there, I just decided I still had really high high expectation that I will find a job. And I kept looking, I applied for Legos, Siemens, uh, Novascope, all these big companies, Arla, I was applying for all these huge companies thinking that, you know, yeah, you know, with my experience in marketing and sales, they're for sure hire me. Nope, none of that. I even called companies every time they had a phone number. I would call them and ask them like, hi, I sent in a, a CV. Can you please look at it? I'm very interested. And then as soon as they saw me or even heard me as American, they're just like, no, no, we're not interested. So it was really devastating to get so many rejections. I sent out so many CVs and resumes. At first, I was sending out resumes, and then I realized in Denmark they don't res- they don't take resumes, so I had to convert it into a CV, which is completely different from the American standard. So from there, I realized that I needed to have a really a strong CV, and then education was very looked at in a really good way in Denmark. So I had to switch it over to more focused on education and then experience. And I just, I did everything I can for about uh, eight months. I was just looking for uh, jobs on LinkedIn, connecting with people on LinkedIn, calling so many people about the opportunity and just getting rejected so many times. And it was just, it was devastating for someone that really want to move somewhere 
And it took eight months and I almost gave up. I remember just crying, calling one last company. I think it was Lego at the time and they had a marketing manager and I qualified in all aspects and I called the manager. I even stayed up because I was in Los Angeles time and I was in Los Angeles time and Denmark's nine hours ahead. So I stayed up at two o'clock at night to call this person. I forgot his name, but to call this person to inquire about my CV and see if he's interested or if I can get an interview with him. And as soon as he heard, uh, saw that I'm not from Denmark, he immediately rejected me. Not in a nice way. It's just saying we're not looking outside of Denmark. We're only looking um, inside Denmark. So I'm sorry you don't qualify for this position. And I remember hanging up on him and just crying because I was so, 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 so upset that I wouldn't find a job in Denmark. And I know I was already set up to know that I wasn't going to get a job in Denmark because of all these blogs and all these horror stories of people leaving Denmark because they couldn't find a job and they just rather move back home with their spouse uh, to get a job because it was just much easier. So that was just wearing on me and I think it was like weekly calls I would make calls and nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing would go me uh, call me back or people would just say no to me. And so it was frustrating and I remember in January, I think January 2012 I almost gave up. I was just like, you know what? Screw it. You know, I'm I'm not going to take it so seriously. If I don't move to Denmark, I don't move to Denmark. I'm not going to get frustrated over it. And I think that was the point where I was just thinking of quitting at one point. And I went out to the beach with uh, friends and just had a really good time in Los Angeles. I just not really thought about um, looking for a job in Denmark. And I remember I I had a couple arguments with my uh, husband or boyfriend at the time about moving to Denmark and how hard it was and how frustrating it was. And maybe how about if I don't get to Denmark, what what are we going to do with a relationship? We're not ready to get married. We both agree that we're not going to get married so early. But, you know, should we walk away from the relationship if I can't find a way to move to Denmark? So that was just a lot of stress on my part, just looking for it and then stressing on the relationship. So I remember fast forward a little bit uh, a month later, end of January, I remember um, looking one last time on, I think it was like literally the last day that I was going to look for a job in Denmark because it was just, it was draining and my self-confidence was super low and it was just awful. So I remember going back on LinkedIn and looking around and typing in Utlin or I don't know what I was typing in, but I found, I saw a job that was just posted with my previous company. It was posted, I think five hours prior when I was looking at it and I was looking at it, it said international sales manager for a software company. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll just, I have the sales manager background, but I don't have the software background and I don't have the international background, but you know what? what the hell, I'm just going to apply, send in my CV, and maybe I'll call the CEO later because his number was on there if I had any inquiries or questions. So I I made sure that this was a really good CV and a really good uh, cover letter. And so I sent it in. So when I sent it in, I was debating to call. And I remember it was two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was about two o'clock in the morning. And I had my phone. California time and I had my phone with 
my previous boss's number and I was just pacing around the house. What am I going to do? It's just going to be another rejection. This is going to be an awful call. Uh, I don't even want to call to get another rejection. But I don't know why, but I just pressed talk and I said, fuck it. I'll just talk to him and tell him that I, I sent in my CV and see what he thought about it. So as soon as I, I pressed talk, the phone started ringing. And my previous boss, his name is Dennis, he answered and I said, hi, can I speak to Dennis? And he said, this is him. And I just told him, this is Jacqueline. I sent in a CV and cover letter to you this morning. I just want to make sure you got it and uh, see if I can book an interview or we can talk more about the position. And so he's like, yeah, he, he got it. And he looked it over. He looked it over and he said, I received it. I'll review it. And then uh, I just started asking questions. And the first thing he told me when I was asking questions is, if I looked at your CV, I wouldn't call you back because you don't really qualify for this job. But I like the fact that you called. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to interview because you you actually took time to call me about the CV. And I want to give you an interview just to see what you have to offer and what you can do for the company. And I was ecstatic that he even gave me the opportunity to do the interview. And so I was super excited. And I remember we were talking for half an hour because we were just talking about experiences. And I don't remember, but I remember we were talking for a while until he gave me the interview. And so I was really excited about the interview because it was my first interview after eight months. And I wasn't even going to call him. And so that was just amazing that I, I wasn't even going to call him. And I called him and he gave me an interview. I, I wouldn't even know where my life would be if I didn't make that one call. So yeah, I was, uh, I did that call and I prepared for the interview. He gave me the interview two days later and I wanted to come in prepared because I was, I didn't have a background in software or international sales. And so I just made sure, I know he, he gave me uh, some point pointers. They said it would be US and it's about our product. And I didn't know anything about the product, but I did do a lot of research on what it is. I literally typed in Google. I uh, looked for any connections I had in LinkedIn. And I happened to have some someone that had a, a connection. And I, I called him and had questions. And he told me about uh, the software and what it's about. And so I made a whole plan, a whole PowerPoint presentation for her interview. So I took over the interview when that time came. So when that time came that I had to interview, I was basically presenting to him a PowerPoint presentation on how I will execute on the US market if he took me on instead of having a back and forth question on uh, why he should hire me or what my experience was. And so I totally took over the conversation and gave him a PowerPoint presentation on how I would execute and how I would be if he took me on as an employee and took me to Denmark. And it worked. And I was so happy that it worked because two days later, he hired me. He didn't even meet me. We were talking on Skype. It wasn't even video Skype. And he hired me two days later. I had an email saying, I like your presentation. I like how you took over everything. And I can really work with someone like you. And I want to give you the opportunity to work with me in Denmark uh, if you're willing to move here. And I was jumping up and down with joy and a relief. And it was the best day of my life at that point because I never thought I would get a job in Denmark. And that it was one company I wasn't even going to call and I just was super down and then I just pushed myself up to call him and I got the job. So if you guys out there are listening and you're hesitating to make a call or about a decision, 
not a decision, but something. And but your gut still says yes, but you just feel feel like no, just do it because I don't know where I would be if I didn't make that call at that one point. Would I even be in Denmark or would I have just given up? So I'm so happy that he gave me the opportunity to call, to have an interview, and then hire me on the spot. And then from there on, it was just a negotiation with my salary. And that was also, and then how he was going to get me to Denmark. And so that was a whole research because they've never hired outside of Denmark. So I was the first one they they hired outside of Denmark. And so I was doing all these research on what visa type I needed to get. And there's only three visas and mine was a special visa. And the salary that he offered me didn't qualify for the special visa. So I had to have another negotiation with him to raise my salary to a higher salary if he, if he wants me to go to Denmark. And that was a really nerve wracking conversation because that could have been a yes or no instantly for me. Because and I uh, super nervous because his salary he was going to give me was much lower than what I I can get in, in um, to be able to move to uh, Denmark and so I had to call him again in the middle of the night saying um, there's only one visa I qualify for but I need um, a raise a much bigger raise than what you are giving me and so he gave me that raise because he believed me believed in me so much and I was so happy. And from there, it was just smooth sailing with the contracts going back and forth. Of course, all the contracts were in Danish. So I had to get like a translator. Luckily, my family was Danish. So they read it and they cleared it and everything. And all this was happening actually when my husband, uh, my boyfriend at the time, had no internet because he was climbing a mountain. He didn't even know I was getting a job or had an interview or anything because I didn't talk to him for three weeks. So it was really crazy when he called me finally and he got down from the mountain. He called me and I was able to say, hey, babe, I got a job in Denmark. I'm moving in April because I start um, or I'm moving in March because I start April 1st. And that was the best news for him because we were stressing so much on how to get to Denmark. And it was the best news I could have given him in 2014. So yeah, that was my job experience on searching for uh, work in Denmark before I even moved to Denmark. And if you guys are out there, you know, thinking of moving to Denmark and found uh, stumbled upon this podcast and want or this radio and want to look for a job, it's like, don't give up. And also call because you don't know where you stand. If you call, you're not just a piece of paper, you're a person. And so I now, from now on, when I'm looking for a job, I always call. I had so much luck on calling because I've always got an interview after that because I'm not just a piece of paper. Even though I'm, I'm not qualified for the position fully or wholly, I still apply and then call or even call before applying and Tell, uh, tell them that you want to apply but before you apply you have these questions because when you apply for a job it takes like one hour to get your cv set your cover letter all these preparation it takes about an hour so if you call before you uh, apply for the position and you ask them like this is my experience would you give me a chance and if he says no then you save that one hour of looking and sending your cv and uh, re-editing everything so that saves you one hour one hour of your time so it's so much better to call one there's a phone number on i know it's so nerve-wracking to call because what if they say no to your face but in denmark the culture is actually really open and super nice 
even though it's if you don't qualify they'll just tell you um, there's other positions and you don't qualify for this one but maybe you're qualified for other ones also in that previous episode that i had when we talked about how to get a job in denmark and carrie ann was talking about when there's a phone number on a job uh, post always call because that's kind of ask the person asking to call because that that sifts out all the people that are not serious Uh, so if there's five people that call, these are five people that's really serious about the position and that really want the position. So if you really, really want a job, call the person if they have their phone number on there and call them and ask them questions and say that you're super interested because most likely they will give you an opportunity to interview and then you take it from there. And I, I love uh, that advice of calling because you never know where you're at. And another way of, and uh, when you call, you are... Um, separating yourself from other people you're not just a piece of paper or a piece of email or something digital on the screen you're a person reaching out to another uh, human uh, wanting uh, to find a new worker and so i think that would be will set you apart from other people and it's a really good opportunity for you to uh, get an interview and ask for an interview So yeah, what are your guys' job experience on looking for a job in Denmark? Uh, How did you guys um, look for a job? Did you guys call? I would love to know what you guys did. You can write me a message or email me on Jackie at mykidsthinkimcoolbutt.com or just shoot me a a DM on Instagram or uh, Facebook because I would love to know what you guys, what your guys' thoughts are on how to find a job in Denmark, how hard it is, what's your guys' experience because it is hard as hell to find a job in Denmark and I thought I was just lucky to find a job when I wasn't in Denmark but I was super proactive and maybe you guys are also proactive. So let me know how what your guys' job experience are and what you did or if you got a job when you did something different and you got a job. So let me know and I would love to know about uh, know about it. After that job I got when I first moved to Denmark, I actually got let go of that job five years later. And then I had to look for a new job, um, but I knew what worked for me. It was calling. So as soon as I got let go that day, the next day I sent out two CVs and got two interviews within that week. And the big secret is calling. And I called, I just called these people and they gave me an interview. And they love, I'm just realizing that a lot of people like getting calls. So call, 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 call. You guys have to call companies on um, if you want this job really bad. And that's what I did. Uh, I just called, uh, asked for interview. First, I asked if I qualified and then asked for interview and then most likely got it. And maybe if you're not so um, qualified for the position, but show, you want to show your enthusiasm to learn, maybe um, that's what you tell, tell the other person on the other line. Uh, just be honest on your experience and you never know who's going to bite and who's going to hire you. I never thought I would get into software and international sales software with a beverage background and movie and film background. And that's all, that's actually what stopped almost stopped me from calling is because I didn't have the background. I didn't have the software background or the um, uh, years of sales And so that stopped me from calling, but I just got over that and called, but I got the position. So you just, and you just never know who's going to hire you or who's going to um, want to give you an interview or who wants to just get to know you and see your enthousi- enthousiasm for the position. So yeah, 
So that was my first job. So my second job, um, when I got let go from my first job, uh, I didn't get till five months later. And the only reason why I got this job was only by luck is because the company that uh, let me go, they bought, they wanted me back, but under a new name because all the customers knew me. So I got really lucky at that, that they want me wanted me back and um, I knew the customers, I knew the products. So it was a really easy transition for me to come back to the company. And so I did come back for the com- to the company for a year and a half and I worked there for a year and a half and then uh, left December of 2020. Uh, yeah, December of 2020, I left. And from there, I just decided that I would focus on podcasting and also Tiddly, my uh, parents' directory website, and just spending time with friends and family and not really seriously looking for a job. But if I did find a, you know, a good enough job, I will apply for it. But I, I wanted to apply for a job that I was really into and that I was motivated to go to work every day. And there was a couple of them that I, I really liked and I sent in my CV. I gave them a call. I got a good response. Some called me back. Others didn't call me back. You can't win them all. But finally, I think two months ago, I, I got an opportunity to apply. I applied for three jobs and I got two interviews uh, for both of them, really good interviews. And I killed it in both of the interviews. And I actually got both jobs. One job I got and I had to start. So I had to choose within like two weeks. I had to choose which company I wanted. And this is all by calling these people, guys. When I saw a phone number on the website, I called them and asked for an interview. And I got two interviews and I got two offers. So yeah. And um, yes, my background is software now, but I would have been another piece of paper on the on the email. So I called them and got these interviews. And I got two job offers. And it was really hard to pick because one was on Aarhus and one was in Copenhagen. And I wanted to I wanted both of them. And they just came at just literally the offer came within one week of each other. And the interview was really great. Uh, two different interview styles. So I, I'm, I'm very much of a chameleon. So I can kind of adapt to the, the way. So the first company in Aarhus was more of like a friendly talk. What to expect with the company. My experience. Why I want to work for the company. And then meeting everyone. And then the second company in Copenhagen. It was more with the. It was more professional. It was more. It was with the HR lady. Uh, why I wanted to be work there. I was living too far. I might, the boss might not want to hire me because I'm in Violet because they want someone every day. And why did I apply for the position if I don't live in Copenhagen? And I applied for the position because I thought I qualified for it and maybe I would be able to change their mind on uh, the position. Um, since I had a really good experience, I just applied anyways and they gave me an interview. Um, so like I said, you never know who's going to interview you and who's going to passed you by yeah so i was able to change uh the mind of uh, copenhagen my boss i went into copenhagen i bloom away uh with a really great interview um about my experience what i can do and then i did another powerpoint presentation but this was uh they asked they asked for it so it wasn't me just doing a powerpoint presentation but i did a whole overview of the products i already know about the products because it's e-commerce so i'm very familiar with e-commerce and i understand and analytics and i understand a lot of yeah SaaS technology i just understand it a lot and so i was able to not present but more talk my way into presenting uh, for me when i present i i don't talk 
about the PowerPoint. I talk experience and in the PowerPoint, it's kind of a guideline on what the product is about and the experiences I have on this uh, particular uh, part uh, product. And it always works for me um, when you say experience and you kind of uh, get people involved in uh, in your presentation and not just you talking the entire time. You're asking questions, you're talking to the uh, audience, you're asking them questions, you're asking them to relate. Uh, you'll almost either sell it or win over the uh, customer. And that's what I did. And they gave me a job offer the next day. The same week as I got the one in Aarhus, so that was a very a difficult, a difficult time to choose because I wanted both, but uh, both wanted different things. One wanted the one in Aarhus wanted me to go to Aarhus every day, and then the one in Copenhagen wanted me to go to Copenhagen every day. But after I do my pen, uh, after three months, I can go in and out as I please, as I, I get to know everyone. So I chose the one in Copenhagen, uh, and I'm really happy with what I picked. Because with the, the personality of the Copenhagen uh, company, the corporate culture and everything, it just matched me more. And my experience with the software, I'm really good at it and I'm really happy to be there. So yeah, that is my job experience and job seeking experience in Denmark. I would love to know what your guys' experience is on how you guys found a job or what you guys think of calling or what you do to get that uh, job interview. Because I want to help other people, uh, other internationals living in Denmark who's having a hard time and maybe they can just tweak one small thing on their CV or uh, maybe they're shy on calling, maybe just call call the people. Uh, you just never know. So don't give up. If you guys haven't found a job, don't give up. Uh, there's always someone there for you. You just you can't give up on it. And, it. and I always thought about it as if I gave up on looking for a job in uh, Denmark at that time when I didn't want to call my boss, I would have I would have never gotten the job. So you never know who's going to be on the other side. So definitely give uh, give someone a call or just do a small tweak on the CV. Um, if you listen to my last podcast on how to get a job in Denmark. Just listen to that and then it will show you, uh, it will tell you little uh, things that you can do on how to prepare on looking for a job in Denmark. Well, that is about it on how I found a job in Denmark and my experience in Denmark. So yeah, listen to next week's uh, episode on what to do in August. But that is all for me. Uh, follow me on Instagram or uh, TikTok or Facebook and or send me an email on your experience on uh, what you do. Uh, what you do on finding a job in Denmark. Thank you for listening. And I'm so happy that you guys are always here listening or giving me some feedback. So until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.